Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, February 19, 2023, and released on Sunday, March 19, 2023. This week's message is titled, Returning to God, and the scripture reference is Zechariah chapter 1, verse 3. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Returning to God. Our text this morning is in Zechariah 1, verse 3. It says, Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you saith the Lord of hosts. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand in this pulpit. Lord, we pray that the word of God this morning might touch hearts. We we pray this in your precious name. Amen. You know, modern-day preachers, at least most of them, they do not use the word backsliding anymore as much as they used to do anyway. The reality is that a sincere Christian can begin to slide backward. That's where the term backsliding comes from. You see, it's not intentional. As a matter of fact, it is normally a very gradual process. Yet, a Christian can return to their old ways And sometimes they could even act as if Jesus no longer means anything to them. Let me assure you, though, if you were truly saved, you cannot lose your salvation. Backsliding is not losing your salvation. Backsliding is turning away from God and not being what he wants you to be. And that is that simple. In our text today, God is simply saying, return to me, and I will return to you. Our God is a forgiving, loving God. When a person drifts from God, the question is, were they really saved? Sometimes a person's faith is not very real, not real at all. I have seen this dozens of maybe even hundreds of times, when a faithful person to church is convicted by the Holy Spirit and they go forward truly believing in Jesus. One time, I saw it was a piano player. She was playing the invitation song and she got up and went to the preacher. Said, I'm, I've never been saved. And he led her to the Christ at that time. I'm not trying to give you no hints, Roxanne. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Believing in Jesus is not enough, folks. I'm going to give you some analogies here. First of all, Satan believes in Jesus. Satan knows that Jesus is the very Son of God. Satan knows that Jesus was crucified at Calvary. 
And Satan knows that Jesus rose from the grave. And Jesus, Satan knows that Jesus ascended to heaven, which was witnessed by many people. Satan believes in Jesus. But let me assure you, he is not saved. That's the point I'm making. Just believing is not sufficient. You have to. Satan does not have the faith of a believer that Jesus can save them. True faith in Jesus means there is no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. Unfortunately, some people who profess faith in Jesus do not really know him. Some, there's lots of things that can happen to, to make a person not be a true believer. Uh, somebody might have dragged you to the altar. You know, we give an invitation to VBS, and we actually quiz the kids to be sure that they know what they're coming forward for. We don't want them to just come up here just because everybody else did. You know, we won't truly lead them to Christ. This actually happened to me. When I was 11 years old, I was attending a revival with my parents in my hometown. When the invitation was given, the preacher asked that if anybody didn't know Jesus to raise their hand. Well, I was raised my hand because I was under conviction. I knew I was lost. But I let my pride stand in the way, and I didn't go forward like so many people do. Well, the preacher extended the invitation, and another preacher that was sitting on the front pew, he went back there, took me by the arm, and dragged me to the altar. And he told the preacher, I'd been saved. Nobody said anything to me whatsoever. No scripture reading, no explaining what salvation was, nothing. The preacher just proclaimed, you're saved. That's like I tag you and say, you're all saved. You're okay. Now, it takes a commitment on your part to Jesus Christ, accepting him, asking forgiveness of your sins so that Jesus will come into your heart and live within you. But nothing happened. I was just pronounced saved. I had went forward. I was drugged forward, but not of my free will. Vicki and I experienced forced salvation in one of the churches we served in. We were associates in Odessa, Texas. The preacher claimed that uh, someone had been saved in every Sunday that he'd ever preached in his career. I thought, man, that's amazing. He must be a powerful preacher. Well, first of all, at that point in time in his life anyway, he wasn't. And we soon saw how this was true. We had a very active bus ministry there in Odessa where we'd bring in 40 to 60 kids every Sunday. And every Sunday morning, well, let me also first of all say we had no children's church for all these kids. So they all sat in the auditorium, just like y'all are today. And he would preach, whatever he preached on, didn't matter. 
His wife then would drag some poor child to the altar where she would save him. Uh, I said she because Jesus didn't have nothing to do with it. Uh, and that way he could keep his reputation that somebody had been saved every Sunday that he preached in his career. And folks, I don't care if it's Billy Graham. There's going to be some Sundays you don't lead somebody to Christ. <laughs> Jesus had nothing to do with those poor kids' salvation. Salvation, folks, has got to be free will. We are free will creatures that God put on this earth. And we have a choice. We have a choice. We talked about it before. He knows who's going to be saved, but it's our choice. And he knows it's our choice. And if you don't make that choice, the alternative is hell. Someone might not understand a believer's commitment to Jesus, what it should be. Let me stress to you, starvation is not just a feeling. It's not just a good experience, although it is, don't get me wrong. But you, you cannot be saved if you don't need it. Before salvation can occur, you've got to realize that you're a sinner, that you deserve hell, and that is your future. That's what the future holds for you if you do not accept Jesus as your Savior. That's the need. You've got to have a need in order to come to Christ and to accept him as your Savior. You must ask forgiveness of those sins. You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is your Savior. You accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you will serve Jesus until he calls you home. That has to be your commitment as a Christian to Jesus Christ. This is a true commitment of a new believer in Jesus. But the thing I want to stress today is that believers can backslide also. We don't intend to. First of all, perhaps old habits might overwhelm a Christian. Uh, this is even more true in today's culture than it was in times past. In the past, we had habits of smoking, drinking, gambling, or possibly being unfaithful to your spouse. These are all horrible habits that people might have had. But today, we have some very harsh habits that are so hard to leave if people are involved in them. People have easy access to cocaine, heroin, meth, and now the fentanyl that is so deadly. And I'm sure I mispronounced that word. That's okay. You don't want to touch it. It'll kill you. Everybody, he said, it's easy access? Yeah, come to my house and walk across the street. That's a drug dealer who lives right there. He's been busting and busting and busting, and he's still doing it. So a true believer in Jesus can easily fall back into a bad habit that they used to enjoy. These Christians know how bad their old habits are, but they think they can handle it. No problem. I, I, I'm all right. But before you know it, they are spending more time in their bad habit and less time with God and God's family. Unfortunately, 
and this is really the sad part, sometimes they backslide totally away from the church and God. If they don't repent and turn back to God, they are of no earthly good to Jesus Christ. We refer to this in the ministry as a sin unto death. Many times a Christian will have a premature death because they're simply such a backslidden condition. Maybe a Christian can cave in to the pressure of his old friends. At least they call themselves your friend. You may have some of these friends in your past. They will say, come on, bro, let's go have a beer at our favorite nightclub. Or try one of these pretty new fentanyl tablets. They will make you feel really good. Or... It won't hurt to miss church this Sunday. Let's go to the horse races up in Rio Dosa. Or maybe you go to the casino in Rio Dosa or anywhere. There's casinos on every corner just about in New Mexico. Folks, we need to be strong in the Lord. James chapter 4 verse 7b says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We can't do it on our own, folks. We've got to have Jesus on our side to resist the devil and stay away from the things that the devil wants us to be involved in. A true friend would never try to get you back into an old bad habit. Never. If they were a true friend. And then temptation lures people into sinning. Don't you doubt one second. Satan and his demons are experts at tempting you with things that are your weaknesses. You have weaknesses. You know what they are. I don't know what they are. I know what mine is. They know what your weaknesses are. and It, it could be anything, people. It could be a pretty woman. Women, it could be a pretty man. Handsome man, what do you want to call them? A person with the internets we have today could get easily involved in pornography. Uh, gambling. I got these things that come up on my computer screen when I'm playing solitaire and it wants me to go buy slots from Vegas and play slots on the computer. But don't say you have no weaknesses. Satan knows you do. And we all have weaknesses that if you're tempted by Satan, you could give in and sin. I guarantee you and this does include preachers as well. My greatest weakness is eating too much good food. Now, I guarantee you, y'all stick a banana pudding in front of me and give me a spoon. Look out. I'm going to stuff myself because I like to eat. I knew a pastor in Big Spring, Texas that went to prison for income tax evasion. I worked with a great preacher. I mean, he was fantastic. One of the most powerful preachers I've ever heard in my life. He built a church here in Carlsbad up to over 350. And many, many people were being saved constantly. He was a powerful preacher. But he happened to be a kleptomaniac. 
He could not help himself. He didn't need the things, but he'd go to a store. And every house detective in Carlsbad knew about him because he was going to shoplift something. Uh, that was so sad. His ministry ended here in Crossbad because of that weakness. Another preacher I worked with was a womanizer. Another preacher I worked with was the biggest thief I have ever seen. We can all be subject to the temptations that Satan puts in front of us if we allow him to. That's where it tells us in James to stay, you know, forsake the devil and cling to Jesus. Let him protect you. And notice this, folks. This is not a condemnation message. God loves the backslider. He loves you just as much as he does the active Christian. God is ready to forgive you. And we cannot truly comprehend how much God loves each and every one of us. Romans 5, 8 tells us, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God does not want Satan rejoicing because you have backslidden. That makes Satan so happy. That about the only thing that makes him more happy than that is if he can get a soul to go to hell with him. But he loves for a Christian to backslide. God wants you back in his fold. Picture in your mind, standing here in the front of the church with his arms wide open saying, come home, my child. Come home. I've missed you. And I want you back, says God. Guard against sliding backward in your faith, folks. You know, I'm preaching to folks that I see most every Sunday. So I guess you call that preaching to the choir, Brother Terry. <laughs> but same goes, you need to try your best to avoid backsliding because it can happen to all of us. You know one of the worst people in the church to backslide? The preacher. He don't have nobody preaching to him. And he might need to come back to God sometimes. You need to, you need to stay away from stuff that will harm you. For example, men. If you were with your wife or girlfriend, would you flirt with another woman? You better say no, because otherwise you probably lose some teeth. Huh. In the same token, if you're always in God's presence, and that's what we talk about, this daily walk with God, daily, constant in prayer. You say, how do you do that? When something happens, thank you, Jesus. When you drive your car, Lord, it's been a hard day. Talk to Jesus. Stay close to Jesus. I encourage you to be faithful in your spiritual disciplines of prayer, Bible study, and worship service. This will help guard your hearts against backsliding. And if you backslide, folks, and don't say it can't happen to me, 
It can happen to anyone. If you backslide, don't stay that way. Be humble. Be very humble. I pray that you will have the humility to the return to God. He wants you back. Return to God very quickly. Then your fellowship with God will be restored. You'll have them loving arms wrapped around you. God will always love you, folks. And he wants you back serving him. Our scripture today says, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you. This is a promise from God. I encourage you, if you feel any sense of backslidden whatsoever in your life, rededicate your life today to be more like Jesus wants you to be. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to proclaim your word. We pray, Lord, that it's touched hearts today. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.